Welcome to Geek Vibes Live. This is Maggie Gia, otherwise known as Poison Ivy on Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Take Hello. Hello, everyone out there. How are you doing tonight? It's your good friend, Dane. we got a wonderful show for you, actually. We're going to talk about stuff uh, involved with Gotham, actually. It's going to be wonderful. And before we get into the whole entire season of past... And what we uh, want for the future, we're going to introduce our guest tonight. Uh, first guest, H- hello, Kanan. How are you doing, sir? And uh, are, are you excited to talk about Gotham? I'm very excited to talk about Gotham, but are you going to do that voice for the whole show? <laughs> well, Kanan, if it bothers you that much, no, I don't have to do the damn voice. But I'm going to switch to Scottish <laughs> randomly. And it's going to be your fault, so that's all I have to say about that. Okay, I'm not really British that's, guy, that's, if you're just... That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll sound like Drew McIntyre. Um, and also, we have Jawan talking Gotham. How are you doing, Jawan? I'm good. I don't have any gimmicks for you guys tonight. I'm sorry. You you are a walking gimmick, so you're fine. Hey, thank you. I would take that as a compliment to myself. Uh, and last but certainly least, uh, Joel. How you doing, Joel? Hello, everyone. How you doing? All right. So that's let's, all uh, you, you know, got to contribute. For now, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little like intro, Kanan. All right, all right. This is Kanan's uh, very very testy so tonight. Fucking testy tonight, isn't it? Well, you know, he's excited to talk about Gotham. And so since that's the case, I'm going to let Kanan lead us through this last season so we can talk about some of the highlights, uh, including Jerome, of course, and little uh, little Wayne moving on to become Batman. And then we're going to talk about what we'd like to see this season. So, uh, Kanan, fill us in. Let's go back to wherever you want, and let's talk some Gotham season three. Boy. Yes, I would love that. So so let's recap a little bit about what happened in Season 3, and then let's get into a little bit about what we'd like to see for Season 4, which debuts this coming Thursday, uh, the 21st. So just remember, it, it moved up a week. It was the 28th. It's now the 21st of September. So it's on a Thursday now. Uh, but so it's next you know, Thursday. as we recall, next Thursday, that's correct. So if you... Let's go back a little bit. This this season uh, was focused uh, very heavily on the Court of Owls. Uh, we saw a little bit about them in uh, season two. Season three delved a little bit more into um, what they're about and their plans for Gotham, which we all know were to pretty much destroy it. We also got to see some pretty good character development. Uh, we saw the uh, strong Penguin Riddler relationship. Um, well, and that was in season two. We saw it start off strong in season three, but then we saw it take a dramatic turn. And we saw Corey Michael Smith uh, as the Riddler, uh, or actually become the Riddler uh, for the first time, wearing you know wearing calling himself the Riddler, uh, laying the traps, 
and wearing the green jacket and even the hat. Um, we also got to be, we also were introduced to Jervis Titch, the Mad Hatter, which I thought they got, um, you know, a great actor. Great um, actor for that role. And, uh, yes, as Benedict Samuel. I thought he did a great job as uh, Jervis Titch. Um, and I, I will say that's one that's one of the strengths of Gotham is their villains. They they go out and they find great people uh, to play their villains. So they definitely uh, got a good uh, actor in Benedict Samuel. Uh, we also saw the uh, we got to see a little bit more um, of you know Maggie Gia who did our uh, interview with us a couple weeks ago. We got to see her um, become. Uh, more of the poison ivy that we know and love. Um, she's actually using her, uh, you know, plant-based chemicals to seduce and manipulate men and women into doing what she wants. We're seeing that. We saw that more from her this season. Uh, we also saw Razo Ghoul. Uh, of course, he was at the very, you know, end of the season, but we got to see him. We saw Bruce Wayne. Um, kind of going through um, some ups and downs. Uh, his relationship with uh, Selena was a little rocky. Um, then we see him go and train uh, with the master, who I, I thought was going to be Razal Gold the entire time with the disguise, but they, they kind of threw a little twist there, which I thought was pretty cool. And, of course, you know, we got uh, some nice episodes with Fish Mooney, which, you know, we know that, Unless they find a way to bring her back, we won't be seeing her. And, of course, uh, the the winter uh, finale before the break, we got to see Cameron Monaghan's Jerome. They're not calling him the Joker, but we all know he's the Joker. Um, develop, you know, develop his relationship uh, with Bruce Wayne. Uh, we got to see him uh, pretty much embrace the Joker. They, they took the... The idea from the comics where he had his face removed and he stapled it back. Uh, he even did the uh, little upside down uh, smile instead of doing it to Barbara. Uh, he did it to Bruce uh, in the show. So, um, and of course, you know, we saw uh, the virus um, turn Nathaniel Barnes, Michael Chiklis's character, into the executioner. So uh, a lot of a lot of good character development uh, that will lead into season four. Um, so let's, based on some of those points, and I'm sure we'll we'll hit more as we discuss this. But let's start with uh, Joe. What what about season three? Did you like the most? That stood out the most um, to you? Um, you know that we just covered. What, what stood out the most? What did you enjoy the most about it? Season three. Talking to me? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. It, it blacked out. <laughs> um, I liked a lot of aspects of season three. Um, there was just so it was a lot. There was a lot to take in. I really enjoyed the Mad Hatter. I think it was the the name of the season was called Mad City. Uh, he was a very interesting character, and it got really dark some at certain points during the season where I was like, wow, they actually went there. So that was really cool. Because uh, they actually went there, <laughs> and um, wait, what happened? Uh, also, where did they go? Huh? Yeah, where did yeah, where did they go? Where did they take us? Say what? You're supposed to say they actually went there again. Dang it! Don't worry about it, Joel. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know there was a gimmick for this. 
was <laughs> like, they went. Yeah, there. Uh, they, they, yes, you're right. They did, they did go there. This season with uh, Jervis Test was very dark. Uh, what? I mean, some of the some of the stuff was very saw like, uh, very graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the way the murders were. Uh, you know, were displayed on TV. Uh, just the just the uh, overall tone uh, was was pretty dark. I, I think for this season, um, in a lot of ways. Uh, in fact, I don't I don't think there were any bright moments. I mean, some of the past seasons have had a couple of episodes. You know, was kind of like more detective driven. I mean, this was uh, you know pretty brutal from start to finish as far as um, you know graphic wise. But uh, Dane, what what with some of the stuff that you really enjoyed about season three? Um, I think I'm going to have to say my favorite thing is um, Cameron Monaghan, uh, his performance is, well, Jerome. We can't call the Joker yet, but if they keep on doing this thing where it's a spirit and what the fuck not, just make Jerome the Joker. There's no point into not doing that. And like me and Juwan have said in the past, when you really want to make um, Lil Wayne actually maybe refer to him like a couple seasons from now, right, probably right before it ends, uh, call himself the Batman. Uh, that's when Jerome turns and becomes a Joker. I think that would be a smart thing to do. Or maybe the season before the last, whatever, what have you. But that whole carnival scene, the fact that he almost got Bruce Wayne, which is a thing that happens reoccurring between the Joker and Batman, he almost gets Bruce Wayne to kill him. And the fact that he cut it off his own face and stapled it back on like the new Joker... It was awesome, and I also loved um, uh, can't, or what you call him, uh, Marina Bakarin's uh, performance as Lee. Her whole entire character development, she became a cold bitch, but it was it was reasonable. I mean, her her husband, she doesn't know this, but went insane, and then Jim Gordon shot him right in front of her. So uh, you know that whole entire character arc, and still the fact that she loves Jim, but that's never going to work, even though she hates him at the same time, and he's completely in love with her, but. Just uh, really good stuff between those two things. Those are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. Juwan, what was your uh, favorite? Uh, what was? What did you like that stuff? <clears throat> um, the best arc for me was that Jerome uh, arc that they had. Uh, I really loved that. Um, there were so many elements of it that were uh, as accurate as they could possibly get. Um, David Mazzaz becoming the Batman. Um, was definitely something I'm looking forward to. Uh, Jim at some point has to get the goddamn mustache. Get the mustache, Jim. Uh, yeah, that's gotta come eventually, right? Come on, yeah, Batman. I mean, what are you doing? If, you, if you're already evolving David into the Batman, why hasn't Jim started to get his mustache yet? Because in yeah. almost every iteration of Batman, uh, by the time Bruce becomes like actually Batman, Jim already has his mustache. So, like, I think I don't know what they should do, Juwan, is that every season his mustache becomes bigger. So, like, start off with Hitler, and by the time finally no, David becomes Batman, the full fucking thing, like the wings on his face. That's just an idea. <laughs> I see a more realistic thing being um, by uh, the mid-season finale, something happens that puts him in a coma. And by the time we get back from the mid-season finale, he's been in a coma for a few months. He has that full beard, and then when he wakes up from it, he shaves it, and he looks in the mirror and sees that traditional brow, uh, mustache that we know, and he decides and he to keep it. And he yeah, and he decides to keep it. Yeah, he decides to keep it. 
Uh, you know, we don't know if he's coming back for season four. I think it's a missed opportunity if he doesn't. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the Penguin. Uh, now we know that um, Robin Lord Taylor in the show, people call him Penguin. He really hasn't embraced it. Uh, he's been Oswald Cobblepot. But I think at the end of the season, we saw him embrace the Penguin uh, persona. So let's talk about the relationship between him and Riddler. Uh, you know, they almost went there. Uh, they teased it. The relationship I thought they between were. the two. Yeah, just, yeah that's what they I'm definitely about to ask. Did, anyone, did anyone think that Gotham would have really went there? Uh, and if they had, um, I don't think, it, I don't think, I mean, there are a lot of people that support it. I, I don't care if they, you know, either way, this show is totally different, so they can do whatever they want to. I'd still love it. But do you think that they teased it and would have went there, or they teased it to see what people thought and then backed out? No, uh, I, I think. Or Juwan, go think, ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Oh, sorry, go ahead, man. No, go ahead, Juwan. You started with here. What the hell? We're at a um, stoplight. Okay. Go, Juwan. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they, uh, <laughs> I don't think they, uh, they started it and then was like, eh, people don't like it, so let's scrap it. I think their idea was to always float around with the idea of it because of how close they became. We assume uh, how close they were becoming was because of a friendship or like a brotherhood. Um, they were flirting with the idea of it could have been a love, you know, love that was like their bond. Uh, turns out it was only one-sided, but still, um, I, I don't think uh, that they created it and then was like, oh, it's getting a lot of backlash, it's back out. Um, like we always say, not that many people outside of, you know, the avid comic readers, know that much about Penguin and or the Riddler to really make a case that that shouldn't happen. Um, I, I, I just want to find someone that can tell me they care enough about those two characters to where they, you know, something like that happening was a detriment to both of those characters. It wouldn't have Come been, it south. wasn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a really good point. Um, it, it didn't tarnish the characters at all. Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought it was really brave of them to even flirt with the idea of it because uh, it was just so unexpected. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong with that arc that they were going on, and I thought it ended really well. Uh, two chess players um, playing the ultimate game of chess, and we saw who came out on top. It was just a really good uh arc that ended even better than I expected it to. Yeah, what, uh, Dane, what do you think? You know, I, I like both actors, uh, you know, in, in their performance um, as the characters. I honestly kind of started thinking it was going to go there, and, uh, you know, uh, obviously we saw the Riddler develop a relationship with women beforehand, but, you know, he might pull a David Bowie, and there's nothing wrong with that. Love, love, love who you love, whatever the fuck. Um, but Basically, I like how they handled it. I think that it was very smart that it's not like Riddler made a big deal about the fact that he was in love with them because, like, like throw off, man. Like, let's fight about this. Like, nothing like that. Nothing stupid. He just was pissed off at Ro- uh, for, uh, you know, uh, Penguin for killing his girlfriend uh, and, and, and doing that whole entire thing. But I love their story arc. I like the fact that they became friends. They were close. And, obviously, they forced themselves to 
be at opposite ends, and we all know what happens with Penguin and Riddler. They're at odds, basically. They're both crime bosses. And Penguin, don't tell me that there's there's any way that any type of performance they've had at, at Penguin has ever been masculine at all. So it doesn't bother me. Robin Lord Taylor's gay in real life. You know, it's it's just what they decided to do on the show. And I like how they went about it. I think they did it tastefully, and I think that they did it um, in, in, a, in a fun story way, I guess is the best way to say it. Are you are you awake, uh, Joel? Before I pass it to you, you know, are are you in a black well, hole well, somewhere? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're having uh, a quiz. Damn it! You Pop think, quiz. What do you think about Nigma Pot? Uh, were you? <laughs> how did you? How did you feel about that whole? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I was that's shocked. What they were, that's what they were calling it on Twitter. <laughs> I, I like it. Like, but um, everybody, everybody was hashtag Nigma Pot. Apparently, you don't get on Twitter. People were embracing you for like it wasn't trending. It didn't happen. Nigma Pot. But whatever. The Boy, point is, I enjoyed their little connection. Uh, I didn't know how far they were going. I think it started out as a joke in the writer's room when they said, fuck it, let's try it out and see how everybody feels. And they just went with it. I don't know. If, I never I never believed that they were going to go 100% in the way. But it turns out that Penguin is, uh, in the show at least, gay, uh, or at the very least bisexual. And, um, and it was a one-sided relationship that got really toxic because um, Penguin's insane and Enigma's a dick. So, it, like, I like the way it played out. Uh, like, they're both crazy, so it would be make sense that they got like Penguin would get crazy in love, and Enigma would go crazy on the the opposite side of it, especially with his obsession with that girl. Um, uh, what was his name? Miss Kringle? Kringle, right? I think that was her name. Yes. Yeah, she was a interesting character, and then her like like twin, like like when that not related twin showed up, and just what a coincidence and. He killed her like not even that not long after meeting the girl, which was sucked sucked for Enigma. But uh, that was the beginning of the the Riddler. That was that's how it turned. I mean, and, and, it, and it, it got them to become uh, the rivals that we uh, they they've been for a long time. So I liked it personally. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a bold move, and like I said, uh, this show's not uh, shy about taking chances. Um, it definitely uh, picked up steam uh, on Twitter, especially um, you know during that episode. Uh, and there were a lot of people that I saw that you know were kind of bummed, you know, that it didn't play out. I think we always knew that it wouldn't play out for long, even if it did, because we know that uh, in order for the Riddler and the Penguin to become themselves, they really wouldn't probably be able to do it together, um, right? Because they're just they're always going to be at odds, even though they're villains that have a mutual hate for Batman. They're always kind of at odds with the comics. We know the Joker doesn't get along with a lot of people. Uh, we know the Two-Face, and, uh, you know, they all clash at, at one point in the comics. So, uh, you know, some other, um, you know, character development, you know, we saw um, was uh, Cameron Bicandova, um, you know, kind of progress. Um, I don't I, – I know that she had some key moments in the show, uh, but, you know, at the end, you know, we see her with the whip. We see her kind of almost embrace, um, you know, the Catwoman persona. And I know that probably pick up on that in season four. But how did y'all feel about um, Selena in this season? Do you feel that um, her story progressed? Or do you feel like it, it kind of took a back seat because of the Court of Owls and the Bruce Wayne 
um, you know, training and progression. Um, I'll start with you, Dane. Um, I think that uh, Selena was good during the season. I like the interaction with her mom, um, that whole entire thing that happened, and her and Bruce getting pretty close, and then, uh, you know, being at odds by the end of it, uh, which is very much them. Those two actors, for kid actors, especially her, they're doing a really fucking good job. They're really putting a lot of uh, work into their characters, and she comes off... I mean, the fact that she looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer, it doesn't, you know, it helps the matter. It, 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 yeah. It's a little bit weird, but it's amazing. But um, yeah, I thought I thought they handled it really well, and I think that she's a very strong, fierce character, and I like that she's now going to be working with um, chick with no arm. I forgot what her name is, but uh, that that lady, the one that that was dating oh. Solomon Grundy. Yes, that is uh, Tabitha Galavan. Tabitha, um, yes, yeah, yeah. but that's just, but her, her real name is Jessica Lucas. My girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Jawan, what, what do you think about uh, Selena's progression in the season? Do you feel like it took a step back, or do you feel like it uh, progressed nicely? Um, it progressed nicely. Uh, the question you were asking before, uh, um, did she take a back seat? Uh, Catwoman's always going to take a back seat in a Batman story. It's usually Batman is villains, then like his possible love life. Um so I, I thought they worked that in very well. I, I agree with Dane, and I was actually going to bring it up. Um, he took the words out of my mouth. It is terrifying how similar her and Michelle Pfeiffer look. Um, it's like that's what they were looking for when they were casting for Selena, uh, mm-hmm. which is dope, which is dope because um, her acting ability is great. And, you know, if you're going to look like a young Michelle Pfeiffer when she played Catwoman, your acting ability at least has to be on par, and it really is. Um, she's going to come into her own. I think this new season is prepping to where it's like everyone's going to uh, completely come into their own. You'll see Bruce come into uh, becoming Batman. There was even, I was just reading earlier, um, news came out that Lucius, you know, has a lot to do with uh, Bruce's suit. Um, Ah. everything's really going to start coming together I can't wait till we get that arc where uh, Bruce is um, in the boardroom and then we see him like hit a button somewhere in an office and then it leads to a bat cave that he has in the you know in Wayne Wayne, uh, building somewhere like I really want them to fully embrace uh, Bruce becoming Batman and all the uh, different intangibles to it but, yeah, as far as Selena, I can't wait uh, to see her fully become Catwoman. We even saw the uh, the nod to um, Batman Returns when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer um, as Selena, when she died. And then the cats came and she came back to life. Um, so that, I thought that was really yeah. awesome also. And then the season ending with her getting the whip, it's just going to be a really, really, really fun season that I hope there's, like, no love story. Because the way that they've, uh, you know, kind of steered um, the end of last season is that everyone's just focused on fully becoming who they're uh, supposed to be. There's no time for distraction. And that's what would set up for a perfect uh, next season for Gotham. Mm-hmm. So, and what do you, what do you think, uh, Joel? What do you, how do you feel um, in regards to Selena this season? Uh, I feel the same. Uh, it's, it is freaking scary how much she looks like Michelle Pfeiffer's character from 
Batman Returns. I mean, like from the beginning, and she's like 18 years old now, but she looked like that when she when she first started. So this she has a mature look to her already at such a young age, and she's so talented for what she is. And it's like she did she her role this season was, wasn't bad. Uh, she kind of took a backseat, but I wouldn't say it was a significant backseat. Like she did have a, like her mother did show up, and she did have a a progression here and there. She's still that street rat that doesn't really want to commit fully to showing Bruce that she really cares. And Bruce is, like, still trying to get in those pants, but at the same time not be too... <laughs> he's, <still fun. laughs> he's trying, but, you know, at the same time, he's trying to be subtle. And all of this. It's just weird. This is him. We're, gonna, we're seeing the awkward stage for Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. So this is exactly what, what's going on. And they're, they're both good actors, though, so they pull it off really well. But I really like I like her. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that she got the whip at the end. That little nod to Batman Returns when she got pushed out the window, but but the cat's buying on her. That was really cool. It does feel a lot like a TV version of the Tim Burton universe. So, so uh, I'm excited to see where this she goes next. Yeah, I I, I know she, I know she's going to take a backseat to to Bruce. But what I mean is like they progressed a lot of the villains this season and you know and she's not really so much of a villain she's kind of anti-hero uh her presence on screen with david is phenomenal them two work great together but mm-hmm. so i think we saw more progression from morena's character uh and we even saw more progression in three episodes of jerome uh, than I think we saw with Selena. I know Selena had the Batman Returns moment, and she had the mm-hmm. whip scene at the end. I just would mm-hmm. like to see more. I would really like to see a good, solid two to three episodes next season to where it's really about her, you know, just kind of coming into her own. Because we saw episodes like that with the Riddler. We've seen every season like that with Penguin. Because this show is yeah. as he's much focused one. on Penguin as it, yes, he's not as much focused on Penguin as it is. Um, uh, Jim Gordon. So uh, she's too good of an actress. And and looking at her list here, she actually had 17 episodes compared to David's um, 19 episodes of Bruce. And they, you know, I mean, I just I'd like I'd, like I said, we saw way more um, character progression for Bruce. Um, I'd like to definitely see. Um, character progression for Cameron. I think we saw a lot of character progression for uh, Chris Chalk as Lucius Fox. And just like Jawan said, I'm very excited um, to see him interact. He's a great actor. Um, he's been he was very pivotal in a lot of the episodes, um, you know, the, uh, in season three. So I'm looking forward to see um, you know what he does next season as well. Um, you know, another villain that was n- not a villain at first. He was the, the chief, uh, Michael Chiklis and Nathaniel Barnes. Um, yeah. Would you like to see him, would y'all like to see him return in season four as the executioner, um, as, you know, to continue as the main cast? Or would you kind of like to see him uh, be pushed off the show and then bring someone else in? Because, you know, we still got uh, Firefly and we still got um, Mr. Freeze. Freeze. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, when it comes with Michael Chiklis' character, I like the whole arc, and uh, I like the the fact uh, that they kind of, you know, took him to a different... I didn't think that they were going to make him a bad guy. I mean, I thought he was going to be a badass, you know, cop that Jim Gordon looks up to, and then he dies, and Jim Gordon, like, holds him, you know, something 
honestly melodramatic and kind of uh, something that they would do. And they didn't do that with him, which was cool. I just think he looks fucking ridiculous. Uh, I, they need to change his costume up a little bit. He looks stupid. There's a character from the animated series that was made for the animated series that was a different person, but who gives a shit, called, I think, Lockdown. And it was a yeah. basic costume. They could have made him that character, and his whole concept was he was judge, jury, and executioner. So why right. not incorporate something from the mythos and not have him look like this? Like I don't like I don't know what they were going for. Like he looked kind of like Cable, I guess. Like he looked ridiculous. And Michael Chiklis, the actor that like I like Michael Chiklis. Don't get me wrong. I mean he was one of the good things about Fantastic Four, and Shield was an amazing TV show. But he looked he looked like a fucking moron. So I would love to see his character again. I think he should come back, um, but they need to do some uh, costume adjustment because he looks stupid. And that's, this is Gotham we're talking about. People look zany as hell all the time, but that was too much. Yes. What do you, uh, what do you, what do you think about uh, Nathaniel Barnes' executioner? Uh, should he stay as a villain on Gotham? Uh, because I love Michael Chiklis, so I really don't want to see him go. Uh, but do you want them to kind of clean up his storyline? In season four, uh, Jawan, or do you want to see him uh, continue to be a uh, a major presence in the show? Um, I completely agree with uh, with Dane. I mean, I kind of lean more towards uh, Dane and Joel for um, a lot of the mythos from these comics. Uh, I'm going to be 100 percent with you guys. I thought his name was Electrocutioner, and was waiting for him to actually have. Uh, the electrical currents or something goes through like his gloves and when I never saw it I was like what the hell is this and then I saw somewhere it was like no execution I was like oh well goddamn!" like I was waiting an entire arc for him to become the electrocutioner and I was just like oh well maybe I missed that somehow uh, but no I don't have a problem with Michael Chiklis himself but I do completely agree with Dane they do need to clean that shit up um, but yeah so I'm I, just trying to knock off the cobwebs of when I thought he was electrocutioner, not executioner. He looks yeah. like okay, something rejected next, from Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yes, I, I think if Jawan can't even, doesn't even know the name of the character, maybe it's best they do write him off. So, uh, Joel, what do you, what do you think? Um, uh, I agree. To, uh, I, I hope it, it okay. goes from where he's at now, looking ridiculous with his like axe hand, and going to becoming the character <laughs> from, like, from the cartoon uh, Lockup. I hope he becomes Lockup. I don't give a shit about the the, the the Lyle Bolton character. Just make this dude Lockup and give him something else in his hand. I don't know. Just I just want to see him look better. And if it, if he comes back, it don't even have to come back. I wouldn't miss him at all. <laughs> well, would it would it be cool if they give him the outfit uh, from Phantasm? Since he's already got, they can give him. Oh, that's, that's I mean, I know with the woman. That's yeah, a good yeah. idea. Maybe they could go with the fan. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And then Barbara yeah. becomes fan. No, I'm just kidding. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the all right. So now let's jump into the major arc of the season. Was uh, the Court of Owls? Um, I thought they. I think I thought they did a decent job. Um, there was a lot of other stuff going on this season, though that you really didn't need the court of owls, but how do you, how do y'all feel Gotham portrayed uh, the court in this show? Um, do you feel like it was a wasted arc or do you feel like uh, it served its purpose? 
Um, I'll start with you, Dane. I liked it. Um, those fucking skeevy NWO, you know, bastards. Old old money. They control everything. Bastards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I definitely like their the story arc. I don't think it's done. I love that it tied into Raja Ghoul too. Uh, you know how they kind of took that story arc and put it within there that the guy was training Bruce for the Court of Owls was actually, you know, secretly training him for Raj Al Ghul. I thought that was very, very cool. Um, I like the actress. I don't know what her name is. I played the main court lady, I'll just call her. Um, mm-hmm. Love that they did the exact That's look in the Leslie comics. Leslie Hendricks, I think. Well, yeah, there Leslie you go. Hendricks. Jimi Hendrix's uh, sister. Um, yeah. But uh, that wasn't her sister. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought, I, th- I thought it was good, and I hope to see talent in the future. And I don't, I don't think that the Court of Owls is, is essentially completely done. I think that they're not in supreme power anymore because of uh, Bruce. And I love how they kind of made Bruce go off the handle. He killed Alfred, or well, didn't kill him, but almost yeah. did. So uh, yeah. remember that, you know, Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce went off the edge a little bit because of them. So he definitely uh, he suffered. Because of that. Yeah, speaking of Alfred, uh, I joke with Sean Pertwee all the time on uh, Twitter about how there's not an episode that goes by that he's not getting his ass kicked or getting or stabbed shot. or shot. This fucking kid over here. Like, yeah, he gets beat up every episode. So, uh, but what, what do you think about the Cordells, Juwan? Do you do you feel like Gotham uh, portrayed them correctly and? Uh, or do you feel like it was kind of a wasted plot? Um, I originally did till I heard Dane's point. Uh, I wasn't a fan of it at all. Yes. The only way I would ever um, truly be okay with, with it is if not this season uh, coming up, the season after, after Bruce has like actually become Batman, if we do get uh, around the mid-season finale um, an appearance of talent. Um, and he's trying to restore uh, the Court of Owls and restore power back to, um, you know, back to them through Gotham. And, you know, this, this that season ends with, you know, Bruce teaming up with Gordon to take down Talon um, in the revival of the Court of, uh, Court of the Owls. Whatever happened to the that clone? Season, the clone died. Remember he said... Uh, he, he did? Okay, be, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was on Borrowed Right, so if they do something like that, I'll appreciate this more. But I wasn't a huge fan. That was my least favorite arc um, of this past season. Uh, so what will make me truly appreciate it is if not again, not this upcoming season, the season after, uh, Talon, you know, uh, emerges and we kind of get him versus Bruce. Okay, Aaron, what do you, what about you, uh, Joel? Uh, how do you, how did you feel about Court of Owls this season? Uh, they were okay. I didn't mind them. Uh, they were used pretty well for the most part. They did their job, I guess. Uh, my, if I had any issues, I think the the Talons, which are the assassins, that, that's what they're called, um, kind of look just like dudes in suits. And they look like Kato, like shit. And I'm like, I guess that's okay. But I'm like, they, they compared to the Talons from the comic book, it's it's a little subpar, but I guess, you know, for the show, and it's just the beginning stages of everything, so the talents could look better in the future. But as of right now, they kind of just, like, do the suits with, like, the domino masks, which are... I, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> but but um, that's a little 
underwhelming. In the mask, they had the, like the, their. I like the comic book owl masks a little bit more. That's probably why they, they it was a little bit underwhelming. Yeah. But I thought the characters and and uh, the court of owls themselves were used pretty well, and the in the mixing with Rachel Ghoul made sense for the for the story on the, on the show. So I was cool with it. Great yeah, actor choice for Rajah Ghoul, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Alexander Sadiq. Yeah, uh, which I look forward to seeing more of in uh, season four, hopefully. But yeah, I agree. Uh, I, to me, uh, to be honest, I feel like the Court of Owls is almost a wasted plot. I feel like they could have got anybody to come in and uh, do the whole "Hey, we're going to hold Gotham ransom and, and destroy it" type thing. Um, I, if they were. Uh, if they were going to stick with that, I kind of would like for the court to be their own entity and not really be under the uh, direction of Ra's al Ghul. Um, I mean, we did get some cool scenes, but, you know, it's just once again, you're taking a cool story arc and you're making them a puppet of the League, um, you know, which is almost kind of, uh, you know, Batman Begins-ish. I'm I'm confused. I thought... thought, um... I thought that the the Court of Owls didn't know about Raja Ghoul. That trainer was there from Raja Ghoul to kind of go undercover is what I always thought. And Raj manipulated him to train Bruce for him without the Court of Owls knowing. I could be yeah, wrong. Well, I, just, yeah. I, I don't. No, yeah, no, you're right, Dane. No, you're, yeah, you're right. You're that's right why I remember. That... No, I was going to say, uh, Dane's right because um, – when that old guy who we thought was like supposed to be Rachel Ghoul at, at that time, remember he walked Bruce inside the room with all the court of the owls and he was mm-hmm. like, give the okay and I'll have them all murdered. And then he had them all murdered. That shows yeah. you right there. He had nothing to do with the court of owls. His only goal was to go and get Bruce to help manipulate him into, uh, you know, um, becoming Rachel Ghoul or whatever that ultimate goal was. But no, he wasn't dangerous. Right. He wasn't a part of, those are two separate entities. Anymore. It wasn't like him being a puppet master. Member, he, he no, no. I, right, right. Well, yes. The, yeah, the master was uh, was working with Catherine, which was the leader of the court, to get all that set up. But I'm saying it was always Roz that was manipulating everything because he was telling him what to do, it's and that guy was coming back and telling the court what to do. Oh, right, right. strings, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Roz was always – yeah, was always – pulling the strings there was just someone else that was an in-between Roz and the court that the master was always uh you know going back and forth between the two so it was always Roz Al Ghul that was manipulating the entire situation right you're right so um but before we jump into what we uh, what we expect to see in season four I just kind of wanted to go through and see which characters from season three or past seasons do you feel uh, are the most crucial to the show, but underrated? So mm. it could be a recurring cast member. It could be uh, because there's a lot. Uh, I'm not going to say what mine is at the moment, uh, but I actually love, and I may get laughed at for this, but I actually feel like Jada Pinkett Smith and all the time she's been on the show, she's been over the top, but I really enjoyed her. Um, she just brought a different um, essence. Uh, she was a fresh character. Um, but it can be a main cast member. It can be a recurring cast member. But uh, I'll start with you, Jawan. Which Gotham uh, cast member do you feel is underrated 
but crucial to the show's success? Um, honestly, I have no idea. I feel like everyone plays their proper role um, within the show, so I don't feel like there's anyone that I can think of uh, that hasn't been given enough, um, but their character merits that they should. Um, I, like I said, I think everyone plays within the, the roles that they should be playing within, so I can't really think of anyone that should be getting uh, a larger role other than what they've already been given. Well, not necessarily a larger role, but just who do you feel like they're 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 when they're on screen they're they're always going above and beyond. But you you hear more talk about this character more or this character more. Like who's someone that you feel like uh, you would like to see be talked about more? Someone that you feel is an integral part of the show. I mean, if you don't have um, that's fine. I mean. Well, no. Well, someone that I favor a lot. I don't know if they necessarily get um, as much credit as they should. I'm not uh, 100% if they do or not, but um, the guy who plays the Riddler, um, I think he is literally becoming um, one of the more crucial parts of that show. Um, Back a few seasons ago, I would have never thought he would have been as important because I didn't really look at him that much. I was looking at everyone else. Um, but he's he's definitely up there uh, with people I think should be given more credit um, for what they bring to the table. All right, and Dane, what about you? Who do you have anybody in mind that you really love on the show and you you feel uh, like? Actually, my number one choice actually is Alfred. Uh, the actor that plays Alfred, and that was a horrible impression, um, is excellent, man. I, I, I like him. I, I like his interpretation of Alfred uh, more so. I think than a lot of the others that he's gone against. Uh, he's very emotionally connected with uh, Little Wayne. And I also want to say that David uh, Mazos is doing a damn good job, and people sit on him uh, because he's a kid, and I've seen a lot of fucking shit talk about, you know, him becoming Batman, his, uh, his first attempt at a suit, even though they forget, I guess, about Daredevil's first suit and whatnot. But... I think he's progressing as an actor before our eyes. I think he's better than a lot of his uh, peers, like, you know, Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl on fucking Walking Dead. David Mazos acts circles around him. Um, I think that he's doing a great job. And, dude, he's about to be, like, 18. When he's 18, 19, hopefully he sprouts up like we all hope he does and doesn't turn into Tobey Maguire, you know. Uh, but whatever, <laughs> and we'll figure it out then. Uh, but I, I, think, I think people sit on those two. And also the actress that plays Barbara, too, because she sucked horribly as the first Barbara, but has become such an amazing actress with this version of the character that kudos to her for fucking stepping up. I did want to say, Dane, um, the the way they've taken Alfred uh, reminds me of, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Beware the Batman uh, yeah. cartoon series. Yep. Um, he's very much uh, like that Alfred, and that's yeah. what I love the most. Because I always hoped that if David Mazzaz was given the opportunity, he would kind of blossom into a Bruce Wayne Batman like on that show because they had their Alfred so catered to, um, you know, his characteristics were the same as that, uh, that Alfred in that cartoon series. Alfred's a badass, dude. He was a part of the – he was a British spy. He was in the military in Britain, you know. I mean, he can kick some ass, is. and the actor does a good job doing that version of it for sure. I'd even love I'd yep. even love in this next season um, where Alfred's maybe trying to talk Bruce out of becoming uh, this possible vigilante. I'd love us to see maybe some flashbacks of Alfred's past, kind of like they did have in that um, 
cartoon series where we saw a little bit of his uh, military past or, you know, his, yeah. you know, uh, past and like, you know, doing spy stuff and stuff like that. So I'd really love them to dig more into uh, his character. Yeah. But they didn't tell you sure. that Alfred from that series was, used to be Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he looked really, like. Really, Boom. <laughs> All right. Well, Joel, who is your who is your unsung hero of of Gotham? Someone that you really enjoy, but I like a lot of these characters. The reason I stayed on for as long as I have, and I've been watching from the beginning, is because they're, they're such a great ensemble cast. But I think uh, obviously there's someone someone's always going to get the short end of the stick, and I. And so the someone that stands out for me is is Bullock because Bullock is the is the comedic relief of the show, like because it's it is a serious show for the most part, that he you get most of your laughs from him if you get laughs at all, so I think he's yeah. underrated. No one really talks about him, but I really do like his version of Harvey Bullock and how he's like him and uh, Gordon are gonna have this great friendship. And uh, it's different than what I, I what I remember Bullock from the cartoons, but I, I do enjoy his version as well. Yeah, Donald Logue plays uh, Harvey Bullock. You, you stole my uh, unsung hero. I feel like Bullock is huge to the show. Yeah. Um, a lot of times he even shows uh, more Gordon qualities than he does Harvey Bullock. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I just love his character progression. You know, kind of going from a gritty drunk uh, to not really caring about anything to being the captain, just yeah, you know, giving a, captain. a damn. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, he's, oh, yeah, he's. He's a great actor, and I just um, I, I love that he's getting that progression. But I don't feel like enough people talk about him, uh, and you know he's definitely I think an integral part of the show that I you know they keep around to the end of the you know to the series. All right, For so sure. we, we've got a, a few more minutes, um, so we'll jump in to talk about what we want to see from season four. Um, we can just kind of talk about uh, I know that a lot of people wanted to see Harley Quinn. Uh, it was teased by the executive producer, and it was also teased by David Mazzell's. Uh We did not see that. I was disappointed um, because there were so many articles that were running with it, and we didn't see that. But we know season four is going to be very scarecrow-driven. Uh, uh, we're also going to see Ron al Ghul. We're going to see Little Wayne wearing the prototype Batman suit. Mm-hmm. So uh start with you, Dane. What... Uh, are you looking forward to most in season four? Uh, and is there anything um, that from season three um, that you would like to see picked up, you know, carry over in, in, into season four? Um, season four, I want to see, uh, you know, the the kid become not, not Batman. Um, I think that actually the arc that I would go with him is him doing this, this, uh, you know, whatever arc um, of, of, of slowly becoming this character. But even if you brought Talon in, say you did that, Bruce could become Talon before he even becomes Batman. It could be an identity that he, he takes on. I mean, we had uh, different incarnation. Azrael, you know, is another one. I mean, he doesn't actually have to become Batman. Yeah. Uh, so... It's it's fine whatever way that they decide to go about it, but I just want to see little details, and I'd like to see Bruce. You know, I'm I'm sure throughout this season he's going to get taller. He's already pretty damn tall. He's going to keep on getting taller. So, um, him actually start embodying and make me believe as an audience member that he is going to become Batman. Him convincing me is a big thing this season. 
Uh, other than that, just some more stuff with the Penguin. Uh, definitely want Jerome. I'll be pissed if he's not a part of this season. If they don't do that, then they just don't get it. They don't understand how much of a goldmine he is. Uh, Karen Monaghan's performance of the Joker, let's face it, is probably the best thing. And I and I like Jared Leto. It's probably the best performance of the Joker since Keith Ledger. He took qualities of all three, or uh, Jack Nicholson, Keith Ledger, and Mark Hamill, and kind of combined them and did his own thing with it. And he's technically not even the Joker yet. Uh, but definitely want your own back. Um, and just... Uh, Lots from Rajah Ghul. I, w- I want to find out about him. I'm assuming that's going to be the big threat, uh, like last season was uh, the Court of Owls. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, like, anything else uh, that I could think of. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, Cat- Catwoman becoming a bad guy. Um, s- stuff like that. Uh Yeah. Yeah, well, season, season three left the was the ending was almost a cliffhanger, you know, because of uh, you know you know we saw Riddler and being an Ice Cube in the soon to be Iceberg Lounge, which was uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see, but also uh, one of the main characters kind of bit the dust, but he's coming back to somebody else. Uh, how do you let you uh, talk about that, Jawan? Uh, Drew Powell coming back is Hello Juwan Juwan Yeah I'm here Yeah I'm here Yeah Butch Gilzine yeah. got killed and teased, You know coming back in season 4 I um I, I do want to I do want to say to Dane's point about Cameron Monaghan uh, For us to break a little bit of news You know like we always do But people never get his credit for it Whatever Um we actually emailed Cameron Monaghan about being on our show and his agent, I specific, you know, I'm, I'm re- word for word said, as of now, he is not a part of this upcoming season. Um, you know, cause we, when we asked him to be on, I guess his agent assumed that we were referring to him being on to talk about the upcoming season. Uh, so she let us know that he is not a part of the upcoming season as of now. So the whole idea of possibly having Batman Joker arc at some point is on hold as of now. But um, season four, I am looking forward to uh, Bruce's evolution. Uh, I want to see if it's only him evolving into Batman or if we see him evolving as the full package. Like, does the Bruce Wayne side of him want to jump back into the family business uh, and reclaim what's rightfully his, or or is he just only focused on becoming this vigilante? Um, Catwoman, I do want to see her her evolve. Um, I do want to know if, because I know there is an iteration in the comics where her dad was like this huge mob boss, um, and her name did hold more clout than uh, than she thought. So I'm curious if that becomes a storyline at some point. Um, Gordon, need that goddamn mustache, man. Get that mustache. Um, and I'm really curious to see how once the Riddler kind of comes out of that ice sculpture, what becomes of that arc. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, and what the fuck just, happened to Harvey Dent? Yeah, I, I don't know. He was like... He yeah. just disappeared, bro. He's a lawyer. He's busy, but bro. 
<laughs> but if there was ever a way to point out that our show is not rehearsed or scripted, is the fact that I threw up a Hail Mary to Jawan on the Solomon Grundy reference, and he did not even pick up on it. So apparently <laughs> I'm the only one that's looking forward to Drew no, out back to I Solomon am, Grundy. I am. Damn. So, the yeah. passes. <laughs> Why are you passing Jawan? You know you can't, Ken. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. wow, Joel. He's good at catching other things. I can't either. It's okay. Things. He's good at catching other oh. things. We can't talk about that because the police will knock the door down. If you're squeamish, don't listen, don't listen to us right now. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Joel, we know you're uh, – Hyped for Solomon Grundy. What else are you hyped for in season four? We also know he's a good catcher. Yeah, I'm a very good catcher, guys. <laughs> very good. Professional catcher. Yeah, guys. So, are we talking fishing or baseball or what? I'm just... <laughs> this show just went darker than season three of Gotham. So, anyways, let's try to lighten it up. Jo- uh, Joel, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of wrap up what you think about season four. Uh, season four. So, yeah. That was probably my favorite part of the finale was when they mentioned him he was going to be uh, Solomon Grundy because I saw I did not see it coming at all. It was such a shock to my system that I was like, holy shit, they're going to do Solomon Grundy. That was awesome. So I was like, that was it. That was the moment where I was like, how are they going to do it? What are they going to do? He's dead. I guess that that's a good way to start. <laughs> um, bring back to the from the dead to be this live walking dead type of. I don't even know how they're going to do it. I'm very curious how they're going to do Solomon Grundy. So I look forward to seeing how Butch, former Butch, will now become this walking dead man. Um, with no hands. I, I, yeah, uh, I I agree with like Juwan and Dane. I do want obviously he was not really our choice. They're going to do a, a proto Batman with uh, with Bruce, and um, I want to see a progression though. I don't want to see anything happen really quick. This is him starting up, so I want to see him still learning and developing and. New skills. Get his ass luck. kicked. Yeah, he needs. Well, of course, he needs to get his ass. He's a, he's a 16 year old boy. He better get his ass kicked. He's no like it's, it's not simple, all right. So he's gonna get in trouble. He's gonna he's gonna like run through a lot of bumps. So I, I want to see that. I want to see him struggle. I want to see him even like question himself. Is like, does he really want to do this? I want Alfred to question himself. I mean, there's a lot of things you could do with this character now that he's trying to go out there and fight crime probably a little preemptively, but this yeah. it's a start, you know? And, like, even in, like, older seasons, this kid portrays Bruce Wayne as a very smart character. Um, like, I remember praising him in the first season, like, how smart that you see this kid is, like, he plays him smart, even for as young as he was. So I like that he's, he's getting the, the nod now to see what he can do. And, obviously, uh, um, Lucius is going to help him with his costume in some capacity. Um I wonder how he gets him to do that. Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways you can go. We're going to get some Scarecrow this season. I look forward to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. I want to know how that works out, how he got out of his little coma. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope, the, I, hope they, I hope they do the Scarecrow like Arkham Knight, where he just holds the city hostage, kind of, you know, manipulate stuff from behind the scenes. I kind of I kind of hope they go there, a nice little sheer. Um, it looks like his costume's just like the uh, Nolan's version. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it looks cool. I like the way it looks. I mean, I'm surprised that it's happening already. I'm really excited because Scarecrow is one of my favorite characters. Um, for future characters, though, like they haven't touched him yet, but I really want to see him. It's the ventriloquist. 
I really want to see Ventura Cliffs and Scarface. Oh, yes, Scarface. I can't wait. If they ever get to do that, I'd be, I'm in there, man. And uh, we'll see what happens with the others. Like, I want to see a bald Mr. Freeze, and I want to see what happens with Poison Ivy, what they do with her. So I'm excited because I like this new chick. <laughs> Yo, is it just yep. me, or when you were talking about Bruce Wayne, I realized this. I think that the way that David Mazos does Bruce Wayne, it's kind of like uh, Huey Freeman from Boondocks. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. No, it never really occurred even, to me. Even has the ninja skills. Doug got the ninja skills. All right, guys. Well, before we wrap it up, I feel like we've had a good recap of season three. I feel like we covered a lot. Uh, is there anything else that y'all want to cover um, before we call it a night? Anything else, y'all? Um, anything, anything y'all, y'all want to talk about season four? Anything you disliked? Anything we didn't cover that y'all want to cover? Yeah, dislike. That sounds good. I can do that. Um, I did not like that the Penguin, all of a sudden, after the whole entire story arc, still had affection for Fish Mooney when she got shot. That, to me, made absolutely no sense. Uh, this, this chick tried to kill you. I, I, think she almost, I think she did kill him at one point. I don't remember. But what I'm saying is, like, it she didn't kind of, have, like, for what they were going for, that kind of bothered me, and it stood out uh, a little bit. That and... Uh, uh, homeboy's uh, costume for the fucking judge thing. That looked ridiculous. I'd also, yeah. I don't think this is, uh, you know, when they get later on the seasons and it's kind of towards the end, I think it would really be cool if, if even if it's just one episode, if they got Tim Burton to direct an episode of Gotham, Ooh, I think that, that he awesome. would actually be willing to do it. And I think that the nods to it, um, shit, if, if I could go, if I could go crazy, I get Paul Dini to do the script and then have Tim Burton direct it. Um, you know, just because it's a hybrid hodgepodge with the animated series, a little bit of sprinkling of the Adam West stuff, and a lot of uh, what we call Tim Burton's Batman, and that's why we like it. And uh, you know, I want to keep on seeing stuff. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, he looked. Repeated. Michael Chiklis, if you're out there, don't let them make you wear that fucking costume. <laughs> well, I can, I can, I can kind of tell you. I mean. It's fine that you disliked it, but I can tell you why the or why Penguin had those effects the way he did is because he finally realized that Fish respected him because he took Gotham by any means necessary. And I think you know she was really even though she did try to kill him and you know uh, he killed her. I mean they always had kind of a, a respect. You know there was always um, you know it was kind of like tough love. Uh, and so I kind of I kind of liked uh, that. Or like I said, I, I'm a Fish Mooney supporter. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith I think did great in it. There's a lot of people that didn't like it, but uh, I like her. That's yeah. I what I did what you know, like I said, what I disliked really about the season was uh, they kind of stretched the Jervis Tench um, arc a little bit too much. Um, plus, I think they kind of left his character uh, fate. Um, Open. I, I really don't, we don't know if he's dead or alive. I, I think we assume he's dead, but um, you know, other no, than that, I, I think it was a solid season. I wasn't I wasn't impressed with the quarter owls. Um, but what was there anything you disliked? Uh, I know we talked about some stuff disliked. Was there anything that you truly disliked about this season, uh, Jawan? Uh, yeah, you just said it. Quarter of the owls. Um, outside okay. of that, <clears throat> nothing really. Uh, besides that, that was. Uh, if I had to choose anything, it'd be that. 
All right. What about you, uh, Joel? What did you, what did you truly dislike about this season? I didn't truly dislike anything in particular, but the one thing that really annoyed me is I don't really like seeing Mr. Mr. Freeze as a stooge. <laughs> like, I rather yeah. I want to see him as a bigger player in this game. You know what I mean? He deserves better, and I just, I just, I don't, I just, he's not a tool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree because he's doing great with the role, but he shouldn't just be a stooge. Like he's, exactly. I like, I like his performance. Right, I do too. I just want to see more from Mr. Freeze. He's not just a, a lackey. Not that he really was one, but at the same time, he kind of was treated like one in the show. And I want to see more from Mr. Freeze because that's a cool. They, this costume's not that bad. He's just not bald. That's the only thing missing for me is he's not bald. But that, that, I guess that can come well, in time. I'm really rushing it. Well, well, now that yeah. you brought that up, um, I want to see more from um, Maggie Gia. I um, yeah. I want to see her true passion for um, the uh, the plants and everything. Like I want mm-hmm. I want to see that become a bigger part. Oh. Of this show, Juwan. Um, especially, yeah, well, I, yeah. This is the reason to have Harvey Dent back because I would love them to play out like they did in the animated series. You don't have to have Harvey Dent as Toothpaste for this, but have him fall in love with her and her manipulate him the whole entire time until they can, they cool. could use that exact same plot, and that would actually yeah. be really cool if they did that on Gotham. Sorry, that'd be interesting. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That was actually. If you go um, check out our blog, that um, uh, our interview that we had with her, that was actually one of the questions I believe someone brought up. Yes, that it she, was. Uh, that she answered. It was me. Um, <laughs> so I definitely <laughs> want to see that. But uh, when Joel was giving me um, was giving us what he wants from um, uh, Mr. Freeze, I couldn't help but think I, I want to see more from Poison Ivy because I do love that character so much. Um, and what she's starting to do with it, I definitely want to see um, uh, her kind of evolve more into the Poison Ivy that we know and love. I'm not saying she has to wear that costume that she had in the, in the cartoon or anything like that, but just, the you know, what the makes Poison Ivy. I kind of want to see more of that. <laughs> yes, plant manipulation. Yeah, exactly. basically what we're trying to say is that Batman and Robin fucked us all up, so we want uh, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy treated you know, a little bit differently this time. And no George right. Clooney. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Almost word for word, exactly. Maybe Val yeah. Kilmer makes a cameo as a fat guy. Janet. Yeah, fat guy. All right. Yeah, we can get some, uh, maybe uh, Clayface pretends to be Val Kilmer. There you go. <laughs> there's, there's a reason. Oh, my God. Get <laughs> Val Kilmer to play Clayface. Holy shit. Now, I, feel bad. I love Val Kilmer, man. Got Val Kilmer's a very underrated actor. Yes, Word. Beth Hart has a, a clay face, and that's—I want to see more. We've had Brian McManaman uh, on the show. Uh, yep. I'd love to see more of him on uh, Gotham. We even when we did the interview with him, we even talked about you know Gotham kind of doing the the kind of clay body, you know, the clay giant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that would be cool to see. Uh, I don't know if they have the budget for that, but that would be pretty that's cool to see. Really. Um, I I definitely like to see him uh, more involved in the show. Yeah, uh, Joel, you're right. Mr. Freeze, I'd like to see him take a more um, uh, kind of a single uh, villain type approach, kind of break off from them. I understand right now they're kind of going with Penguin is the mob boss and everybody kind of works under him. But yeah, Mr. Freeze, I'd like to see him uh, break free um, as well. But for the most part, uh, I mean, the shows, like I said, they do their villains very well. 
Um, Anthony Kerrigan, who plays Victor Zaz, is freaking phenomenal. Oh um, yeah, man, he is good. That, I think that guy. I think that guy is great. And like I said, man, if there's anything, if there's anything the show does right, yeah, if there's anything the show does right, it's get its villains right. Uh, John Dorman. Falcone. Yeah, yes, that's right. John uh, Doman and Carmine Yes, he is amazing. Um, uh, B.D. Wong is Hugo Strange. I mean, is yeah, oh yeah. Awesome. I mean, he looks he looks just like Hugo Strange. I mean, fucking does, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like the guy that got for Harvey Dent. I hate to keep on bringing it back to him, but if that motherfucker doesn't want to come back, Sam Witwer would probably be you know another good, good role. Oh man, yeah. The guy that got now yeah, is but, pretty. Uh, We'll see what happens. Yeah, but yeah I, just, I, I he hasn't the whole some... season. There's a lot of characters yeah, that juggle, some... you know. Yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know if he made a. I don't even know if he made an appearance this season. Did he? Harvey. I, so. I can't remember if it was. Yeah, was Harvey in it at all this season? I don't remember. I don't. Maybe not one a episode. Maybe one. I don't. E- I don't even see him uh, in the cast list. So, um, you know, it, it may be possible that he was in last season and he wasn't even in the season at all. But uh, you know, I, I love. I love the direction Gotham's going, and the, the characters are phenomenal. I mean, this show from top to bottom, the cast is uh, amazing. It's phenomenal to me. You, you know, there's there's other shows that have uh, suspect casting. To me, I think Goth- Gotham is uh, a plus. Um, especially with what they get from their characters. Because before the show even came out, I think I saw Robin Lord Taylor in maybe one or two movies. I had never seen Cameron Bickendova. I had never seen uh, David Mazouz. I had never seen um, Corey Michael Smith. And, I mean, dude, they're nailing it. I mean, they are definitely making names for themselves. So, uh, all right, guys. I had a question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. I, all right, we, we've talked about this and stuff like that. Say we have a couple seasons, you know, this one, maybe the next one, play out. Would anyone like them to make maybe change it and do a, a 360 with the next couple seasons, maybe go 10 years in the future of Batman relating to his past while he's doing a certain case so you can kind of see the progression of the villains of what they'll basically become, you know, and use makeup, obviously, prosthetics, whatever, what have you. Maybe do it for just the last season. Um, and kind of like the season that Bruce becomes Batman within that season, it's actually him reflecting on his past of when he first became Batman and kind of do a little bit of narration. You'd have to get another actor. But you could actually have the parts where Batman 10 years later is slowed down in little doses between the whole entire arc of, you know, the, the past with David Mazzosa as, as Bruce becoming Batman and kind of correlate the seasons together. Um, I think that would be really cool and um, would uh, kind of shut some people the fuck up because I think it's doing great as it is, but, you know, kind of having that Batman go back and forth type of concept, if they could make it not confusing, um, I think that it would actually kind of benefit uh, if it gets a little bit dragging with the kid Batman aspect, if you will. Like, so I guess I got to like someone it. at that point. Joel! Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I agree with you totally, bro. I think that would work. Uh, Maybe later on in a couple seasons or something, maybe the final season that might work. Um, Because obviously the only reason they wouldn't do something like that is because you want the, like the current actors, you don't want to take them off what they're doing. 
So it might work as maybe a half and half type of thing where the the, the main the main cast that we're used to will will play the bulk of it because it's all going to be flashback. But you're going to see an older Batman dealing with newer. I mean, his villains in the future. But they're, that part of it is going to be small compared to the flashback part, I guess. So they can intertwine at the end of the season and whatever. I mean, I, I would be, I'd be okay with that. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I mean, like, I'm, I'm down. Like Joel, wouldn't it be cool to have like Robin Lord Taylor, like you know, with prosthetics, looking like the fat penguin, like in the yeah. future and stuff yeah. like that? Like, That'd I think they could play around with it. It'd be fun. It would be fun. That would be really fun. Any of them, any and all of them, would be interesting seeing a future version of them and them aged up and some of them having prosthetics, like specifically Jim Gordon with a mustache. Jim Gordon with a mustache and a whole bunch of shit, dude. I mean, it'd be cool. (laughs) I'd I'd be down with it. Juwan, how about you? Because I just hijacked the ship from fucking Kaden on accident. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm completely down with that idea. I was even flirting with the idea of doing a, um, a way, uh, <clears throat> like maybe 25 to maybe 30 year old Batman and you doing it from, uh, the standpoint of him, you know, being older now, looking back on, um, his younger years, uh, and him becoming Batman. And mm-hmm. I was even thinking, and I know Joel's going to hate it, but too bad. Dane, when you brought that up, all I kept thinking of is they flirted with Batman on the CW. Maybe that could be the way you introduce Batman uh, into the CW. If you were to do it right. If you were to do it right. Just saying. I'm good. If he's an adult. Just saying. If if they get a good actor, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I don't know if Fox will actually do it. That's the whole point. Well, no, 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 no. No, he's saying saying adult. Yeah, I'm saying adult. Yeah, no, no, no. Hear me, Joel. I'm saying and this is this is my concept. This I'm not saying this is what Dame was saying. This is my concept. When Gotham ends, like whatever season it, it actually decides to end. I get if the saying. CW still does not have a Batman, we can just usher in from that a future uh, you know, an older Batman into the CW and then use Dane's um idea of the you know um using the villains and stuff but maybe us getting an actual uh bigger penguin you know what i'm saying like a fatter penguin and stuff like that like we can mm-hmm. still incorporate that idea older batman introduce him into the cw yeah, i'm just I mean, saying i think if whenever gotham ends that doesn't have to be the last time we see batman on television shit but here's no. the thing though gotham might end and he might be 22 so he might already look like a fucking or he can look yeah. like Tobey Maguire, and then, then you, what are you going to, you know, I mean, we don't know how Gotham his body's going to end up. When Gotham ends, it ends, and at that point, you can do anything you want with Batman. It could be a, bad, a different Batman altogether. That's a good know? point. Yeah, that's a good point. You can, even, you, can make I, it a, you can make another show called fucking Gotham 10 years <laughs> later, and then just, <laughs> never mind. Gotham, where are they now? Gotham, where are they? Where are they? Now? Are they now? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Gotham, Gotham shows us that we can have a Batman um, live-action television series. So I think if Gotham ends yeah. in the next four or five seasons, that shouldn't be the last time we see Batman on television for God knows how long. Um, yeah. So that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I, agree. I got you. Well, Kanan, do you hate this idea? Because now it's three against you. 
No, I don't, I don't hate that idea at all. In fact, I think okay, uh, good. I think they could have I think they could have took that opportunity when uh, Bruce was training and you know he was kind of showing him the past and kind of going um, you know with the flashbacks there. I think they could have maybe uh, he could have showed him what his future would be like, and then you mm-hmm. kind of you don't see him in the suit, but you kind of see the the cow. And you know maybe a, a flash, you know, kind of like an image, kind of how they did a Smallville, where yeah, you know, I was you gonna say saw like in suit, Smallville, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you would, you know, you saw the symbol in his eye and stuff like that. But then you could, yeah, in the flashback, you could show uh, Cameron Monaghan uh, laughing as the Joker or the Penguin, you know, with the monocle and the the cane and the hat, you know, and all that, and the you know, just kind of show what. Gotham would be like if Bruce doesn't become uh, Batman. So, I mean, they could still go that route. Ra's al Ghul has those powers to be able to show him uh, what would happen to Gotham. So, you don't necessarily need to, you know, have like a uh, flashback uh, like ending. You could kind of do that right now, uh, and that'd be even more motivation for Bruce to become Batman. Like, I have to become Batman. If I don't, then this is what's going to happen. I really, really I always, like that idea, too. I always wanted Gotham to kind of take on... I don't know if you guys have played the uh, Telltale uh, series. I've always wanted mm-hmm. it at some point, the first one. Uh, once Bruce actually becomes Batman, like he's been Batman for like a year or whatever, I hope um, there is a part where it comes out his parents were dirty. Um, his dad was doing some really shady shit with some really shady people kind of like the way they kind of took it in the Telltale series. Uh, So then he really questions everything he's become because he's become this because of his parents' death. So if he finds out that, you know, his parents were just as dirty as the people he's trying to get off the streets, he now has the question, you know, what am I doing this for if everything I, I became this for was a lie? And Alfred knew about it, but was kind of trying to shelter him away from the truth and stuff like that. It'd be a really great arc um, for them to go down because I love what they've done with the the video game series about that. I love that. Yeah. I think the, all these are great. I, I think that if you were to incorporate it for the future, and I love that idea too of just giving him a glimpse, Phantom Stranger, I would bring him into it because um, that's been kind of a, a character kind of associated. It's, he's he's crossed paths with Batman, and he's someone cosmic oh, enough where, but also. <laughs> you know, weird enough that you can kind of like have him like, oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're a ghost or whatever the fuck. But, you know, kind of go into it a little, maybe Spectre, maybe Spectre actually shows him. I mean, maybe that would make more sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, even if it's in the last episode, regardless, I think that, especially if it's not, uh, a, like a big part, if he's more like performing in the background, if you will, as Batman, that Kevin Porter, I think deserves to be a Batman off. Not not saying that his work on YouTube hasn't been great, but it would be really great for him to be able to solidify himself and play it on this. Especially even if they don't go anywhere with it with CW. Even though I love that because they do need a Batman, I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. But um, I don't even know who's leading right now. I know I did that question, but uh, what what do we? Where do we go from here? That's the question. Um, do you guys want to sing songs think, together? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm okay, thank but you. I, I, <laughs> but I, I do. What are you gonna say, Ken? Uh, I'm gonna say that no, I don't want to sing any songs. 
I don't want to see Kumbaya or hold anybody's hand. So uh, I think we you uh, can't hold his hand. We're over the phone. God, <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> metaphorical hand. I got a metaphorical <laughs> hand for you. Anyways, I think we Off I think we have covered uh, quite a bit. Um, we've talked a lot about season three, what we liked, what we disliked. The characters, we talked about what we'd like to see in season four. Um, we've even talked about flashbacks. We've talked about Bruce becoming Batman. Mm-hmm. Other than that, man, I, I really don't I really don't think there's anything left to cover. I think we've given uh, our... Oh, uh, and Kevin Smith uh, needs to do a damn episode, too. Yeah, that'd be great. He's doing a good job on Supergirl, man. I don't know I don't know if he's got time for uh, Gotham right now, but yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. He's a, he doesn't have to work. Supergirl's is not really as necessary, honestly. I mean, he's going to you know, do. He's on a show called Batman on Batman. Yes, but he's, he's loving, fucking out already. And they're I mean, loving. They do that first. Loving Supergirl. So. All right. Well, I don't know, but uh, if, if yeah, can take it away. I want to talk about something else. That's that, that's all I got. Unless y'all want to babble on about something else, but this was. I think we've recapped it nicely. Sure. Uh, just to remind hey, have you everybody. guys ever seen the Care Bears movie? Back it was made in 1986. You guys want to talk about that right now? I don't see why I'm, not. I don't see uh, why we can't just uh, go right into that. I think the show it's, is heading in the direction of a Care Bears reference. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> well, in that case, it, that seems like uh, Juwan trying to tell us uh, discreetly that we should probably wrap up the show. Uh, I definitely want to thank Kanan for uh, narrating us through that season because God knows I've done too much brain damage to myself to be able to remember all that shit. Um, definitely love this last season of Gotham. It, it's, it's, it's amazing how Gotham's uh, gone because it's like starting with uh, Arrow season four and then trying to go after that, uh, honestly. So I'm glad that they picked up everything and that they're really becoming one. They know what type of show they are. They're, they don't have identity crisis. And uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, uh, you know, turned herself down uh, since the first season. So that's good. So uh, mm-hmm. I de- definitely want to thank all my uh, wonderful friends that uh, have been talking uh, tonight, uh, including Kanan, the, the master of Gotham, if you will. I don't know what the fuck that entails. It just came just goodbye. and paying attention. Goodbye, goodbye, everybody. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Wait, well, thank you, Kanan. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Kanan. All right, um, and Joel, you just talked, so you're next. Uh, Say goodbye to people and shit. Bye, everybody. God damn it. All right, and uh, the last (laughs) but not least, the master of disasters, the uh, lard of farts, uh, Juwan. Mute. (laughs) I just just really hate you, Joel. No, um, this is a great recap show. Um, We'll be having a few more. Uh, before the CW shows come back on. So this one was to get you ready for next Thursday, and we'll be having a Flash and Arrow uh, recap show also. So stay tuned for that. And Kanan, again, thank you for, as Dane put it, narrating this fun thrill ride of a recap night. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, remember, we got shows on Saturday and shit. Keep five five. Oh, yeah, that's right. You uh, join us at 8 o'clock, and we'll uh, be talking about some stuff. Do we uh do we have a do we have a guest this week, John? I probably should ask you before. Uh, we 
we possibly do, but we definitely do have another show Friday. With what is John Cena on our show? Is he invisible? No, with the um the lady from uh, Never Ending Story. Oh, okay. Ooh. Probably should know her name. Uh, but the yeah. Princess. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Friday. That's Friday, so stay tuned for that. And me and Cannon are possibly working on a huge surprise guest for Saturday. Uh, we don't want to say it in case it doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Cool. Yeah, dude, that princess, she's still beautiful. She she can call me Bastion. That's all I got to say. Anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation about Gotham. Let us know in the post how you liked it. Uh, we're going to, like Juwan said, continue to do this and uh, give you guys the latest and the greatest in comic book movie uh, movie news, friggin' mm-hmm. television shows, everything movie-wise, entertainment, fucking Geek Vibes got it. Ow, I actually punched my desk really hard just now. All right, uh, that's all i got to say, and I can't stop myself, so I'm just going to let Joel do it. Peace. All right, everybody. On my mark, we say bye. Ready? One, two, three. three. Bye. Bye. Bye.